Thank you, Stephen. So, our service today has been all themed around light in the darkness. It's specifically chosen for this time of year. The clocks just went back last night. Well done, by the way, everyone, for making it on, well, make it on time, not coming an hour early is the challenge uh, on this particular clock change. <laughs> and uh, see, we have Halloween on Tuesday. Um, a festival which can have a close association with things of darkness, whether people get involved in that consciously or unwittingly. It's a time of year when the nights are closing in. And it seems good that we should think about light at this time of, of year, because light is a hugely significant thing within the Bible, a hugely significant thing to God. And uh, we can see that Right at the very beginning, if, um, well, before that, if we do, if you bring up the first slide, um, Abby, for me, it's, it should show a search on BibleGateway.com. I don't know if you can see that well, but that's a search for the word light on BibleGateway.com, which searches the whole Bible for that word. 263 results there for the word light across the whole of the Bible which gives you an idea of how significant the idea of light is, that it appears that many times. And eight of those occurrences of the words, they're in the first chapter of Genesis. And if we read the very beginning of Genesis here, you can see up on the screen, these are the first words of the Bible. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. The very first thing that God speaks into being is light. Everything else in his creation follows from there. Light is what starts everything off this of explosion of, of light from God and of light having that association with, with life. Really, when light started going out into the universe, it's the beginnings of life coming into the universe. This is God starting everything off with light in the darkness. This is how significant light is. And what I've chosen for us to think about today are two instances where light appears in the, old, uh, in the New Testament of the Bible. So it's right here in the beginning, and it's worth just knowing that for the significance, because I think it adds meaning to that when it then comes up again further in the Bible. And so the first occasion I want to look at is in John chapter 8, verse 12. And these are some words from Jesus. It says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said... I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I wonder if you've experienced what it's like to walk in darkness, whether you've been out on a, uh, on a, st on a street with no, uh, with no street lights after dark, or whether, like me, you've tried to tiptoe out of a baby's room after settling them back to sleep and you're sort of finding your way through the darkness desperate not to kick that toy that you know you left on the floor that is going to start singing if you touch it and wake the baby who you just spent half an hour trying to settle to sleep in the cot. Any, anyone relate? 
Yeah. 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 Darkness makes everything more difficult. If you're trying to do something in the in the dark, the fact that you can't see, you're more likely to to stumble, to trip. The kind of things that happen in the in the darkness, criminals commit crime under the cover of dark. A lot of wild animals hunt in the dark. Darkness allows things to happen that the light sort of prevents from happening. And so when you read that Jesus says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, he's saying there's a difference between a life lived with me and a life lived without me. And more than actually just a difference, it's as stark as darkness and light. If you're without Jesus, you're walking in darkness. If you're with Jesus, you have the light of life. And what that means in reality, it doesn't mean that bad stuff is going to happen to you if you don't follow Jesus. It doesn't mean that you're more likely to come to harm. Jesus is talking about a spiritual reality that if you don't know Jesus, if you haven't experienced his love for you, then there'll still be a a, a darkness inside you for your, for your soul, for your inner self, because you haven't been set free into the fullness of who you can be. That is what Jesus offers to everyone. That is who he is as the light of the world. And if you haven't experienced that, sometimes you don't know what you're missing until you do. If you're in um, a dark room and darkness is all you've ever known, then if someone switches on the light, suddenly you can see all these things, but maybe you never even knew they were there. Uh, you, you didn't know there was this whole other world because you couldn't see it whilst you were in the darkness. When you experience Jesus, it's like it switches on a light in your soul. The world comes alive in a new way, a, a new sense of purpose and reason for, for being and living floods into you. That's, that's what Jesus does because you find the person you were created to be. You find your reason for living. You find a promise of heaven, of eternal life that can't be taken away from you. And there's so much stuff in this world that can be taken away from us. But Jesus gives you something that can never be taken away. He gives you the light of life. This is who Jesus is. This is what he can do. The second thing I want to draw our attention to is a verse from Matthew, chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. This is Jesus speaking again. And you'll notice something a bit different in this passage. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So what's interesting about this is we know Jesus said in John, I am the light of the world. In Matthew, Jesus says, you are the light of the world, talking to people who were listening to him preach a sermon on a mountain. So which is it? It's a valid question. Is Jesus the light of the world? Or are of us, the people he was talking to, human beings, are we the light of the world? Which one is it? Who would say Jesus is the light of the world? Show of hands. Oh dear, church. Okay, okay, a few more going up now. Okay, 
Okay, about half of us think Jesus is the light of the world. We're, we need some discipleship, but it's a good start. Um, who thinks we are the light of the world as a church? Who thinks it's secret option number three and it's both? Ah, oh, here we go. You're wise to my games. All right. I've got a little visual demonstration for you. This is where the risk assessment comes in. It's going to be fine. Stretch your imaginations with me. I have a lighter here. Imagine this lighter is representing Jesus. Okay. And Jesus is the light of the world. Imagine this candle represents us, you and me, specifically people who have decided to follow Jesus. Now, when you follow Jesus as the light of the world, this is what happens. Okay. Now, did the candle light itself? A candle doesn't come to life in the same way that the lighter did. You see, Jesus is the light of the world. We are the light of the world. The difference is we are ignited by Jesus. Jesus isn't ignited by us. Everyone with me? Brilliant. Health and safety demonstration over. There we go. So what this means is that Jesus has entrusted us the responsibility of shining his light into the world around us. And that should happen as naturally as you can see a candle when it's in a window. You actually have to go to some effort to hide that you know and love Jesus. If, if Jesus has set you on fire like that with his light, then you'd have to get a bowl and cover it over to stop it being seen. That's what Jesus is saying in this verse from Matthew. If we uh, bring that verse back on the screen just a moment, you see Jesus says, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Now if we click that away again so we can see the picture, that picture on the screen there, the slide background is a picture of the Earth from a NASA satellite. And what are we seeing there? The lights. What are they? House lights, street lights. They're cities, towns. They cannot be hidden. Even from outer space, you can see them shining. Jesus says you and me should be like this when we follow him. Shining his light to those around us. That shouldn't be able to be hidden. We'd have to go to an effort to hide it away. And so what does that actually mean? What does it mean to shine the light of Jesus to those around us? Going back to the verse once more, the clue is at the end. In the same way, let your light shine before the others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. It's good deeds. It's living the way Jesus wants us to live. It's standing up against oppression and for justice and for peace. It's not being violent and, and bullying. It's being, being kind and considerate. It's being unashamed to tell people that you love Jesus and you want them to love him too. If you do those things, the light of Jesus shines out of you. If you refuse to do those things, if you don't want to, you're putting the light under the bowl. And if you leave a light under a bowl for long enough, it gets starved of oxygen and it dies. I don't want us to be a church that puts lights under bowls. I hope you don't want that. 
Because right now, the world is in desperate need of Jesus. The world is in desperate need of some light in its darkness. And we, church, are the light of the world. That's all our children as well. And no one in this room is too old. If you know Jesus as your light, then that same light will shine out of you. And you can make a difference to your neighbor, to people in your city, even across the world. Who knows where God could take you with the impact you can have. You've just got to let this little light of mine. (laughs) I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it. Yes, I won't make you say it a third time. I think we've got the idea. Yeah. Let's not shy away from what Jesus has given to us, the gift of life that we have. Let's share that with others. It's too precious a gift to be hidden.